162 games of the baseball season and winter comes along just to end it. So the annual problem for a baseball fan is finding a good way to watch it. Like maybe going to the park or watching on TV or just catching the highlights. Watching Gary Sanchez strike out a hundred times or seeing Judge hit a bomb. Bang! Bogart's making plays, Rafi hitting nukes, or Barnes blowing a save. Arguing with your friend, making dumb bets, or complaining about your team again. As you can tell, there's a whole lot of stuff to hear before winter comes again. Come on, y'all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. So chill with us, cause Gamby and Beal are gonna say it all. Manfred! Gamby and Beal are making a podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Yank Your Socks Off podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andrew Gambardella III, the Yankees fan of this podcast and always joining me um, is the Red Sox fan of this podcast, Mr. Matthew Beal himself. Beal, how are we doing today? Miserable. Yeah, I, I think that speaks for the both of us. I'm trying to be a cheery tone here. Um, it is August. Uh, playoffs don't start till October. So. It is the true dog days of summer, and the only thing that makes the dog days bearable is good baseball, and that hasn't happened. Yeah, that hasn't for happened. The Red Sox. Yeah, it hasn't happened for the Yankees either. Um, the Yankees still, though, have a nine and a half game lead on on the uh, on the Blue Jays right now in the AL East. So. Um, yeah, I, I can't be anymore. It, even with how bad they've been in the months of July and August, for them to have still a nine and a half game lead, I'm not too worried. This team is talented enough. We we haven't been blown out of any game. We've been every in every game to late innings and just heartbreak after heartbreak. So, um, not I'm not hitting the panic button yet on the Yankees. They went one and five this week. They got swept for their first time in. Seems like forever. I I mean, except for a two-game series coming out of the All-Star break with the Astros. Before that, I'm pretty sure it was like the third series of the year. Um, so there haven't been many series that we've been swept and dominated, and the Cardinals show us what a what a solid playoff team um, can do to us. And the Cardinals play winning baseball, and we did not. Um, yeah, Arenado Player of the Week. Yeah, yeah, well-deserved. We could not get him out. But but Beal, um, and unlike unlike the Cardinals, who just intentionally walked Judge every time there was a big at-bat, we decided, you know what, Arenado's not that good and we're going to pitch to him. And he made us pay right, for that it. That makes sense. He yeah. made paid for it every single time. He had multiple three-run shots. Um, I think he hit a bases-clearing double, if I'm – 
I could be wrong there. It might have been I he had like six or seven RBIs in the series. He was incredible. Um I think he batted over five hundred in the series. Um so yeah, he dominated us. But Beal, to greener pastures we go because there's other stuff that's happening around the league that is much more cheery than talking about our Red Sox and Yankees. So yeah. If if you'll please take us away and take us yeah. away from all the misery. I've got something real cheery for everybody, and I think this uh, universally makes everybody happy except for, I don't know, there, there's some haters out there, but Jacob DeGrom is one of the greatest pitchers ever, and he is back from uh, his injury to play his first two games of the year. And in two games, he has a 2.5 ERA with 18 strikeouts in 10 and two-thirds innings. 18 strikeouts and a .47 whip. Yeah, it's only 10 innings, but we are seeing Brown do his thing, and that is awesome. So, I, I mean, that's something to love about baseball. I know that's gotten Mets fans really excited, and honestly, I, I don't think I, – I mean, I, I guess there's a lot of Mets haters out there, but there's not a lot of, like, Jacob DeGrom haters. I feel like everyone loves the dude, so it's always good to see him pitching well. Yeah, I – I welcome him back. I welcome Scherzer back. Um, the Mets didn't make a ton of moves. They made a moves, a couple moves for some power bats um, to get into that lineup, but not they didn't a lot. need to make a ton of moves. Yeah, I mean, but like with it, you know, it's a, coming back. it's addition by by addition off of injury. That's that's right. really what it is. I mean, those are great deadline moves for them. Is getting those guys back to health because um, health obviously is one of the most important factors in the game. If you're not on the field, you can't help your team win. Um, so, yep. yeah. Yeah, but I just love watching him pitch. So, I was excited to see that. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. Because yeah. um, I, I, was, I was excited to see him throw absolute darts as well. Um, he mowed down some guys, had a solid outing this weekend. And, uh, yeah, the Mets starting to pull away. The Braves made a charge, but the Mets, again, starting to make – make some space in that NL East. Um, and they're, they push that lead back up to six and a half games. Um, and the Braves are closer to getting beating, beaten out by the Phillies here than, uh, than they are to the Mets. So hats off to the Mets for playing some great baseball coming out of this uh, all-star break. Um, yeah. They swept the subway series um, in at city field. So again, bad news for the Yankees, but, before we get to the Yankees, I just want to give us a little pat on the back here. Um, we did a segment uh, after the f- second week of the season or, or week and a half into the season um, of the teams that were leading the division after that week and a half. Um, and we highlighted three teams um, in, in particular. We highlighted the Diamondbacks in the NL West who had a, who had a great start to the season. Um, then we highlighted the, the Cleveland Guardians and the AL Central, who started out hot. And the Anaheim Angels? No, they're the Los Angeles Angels. All right? It's been a long time since they've been from uh, Anaheim. But, um, yeah, between those three teams, we each selected one team that we could see actually contending um, for the full season for the uh, – for the rest of the year, we both scoffed at the D-backs. Um, I, to be honest, I don't really remember if it was the Diamondbacks or the Rockies in that division, but we both said the Padres, Giants, and Dodgers are all much better teams than those teams. 
So we said they didn't have a chance. And now the Diamondbacks and Rockies are are within two games of each other, both, and the Diamondbacks are 26 and a half games back of, of winning that division. Um, it's not over. Yeah. The Angels, on the other hand, looked like a solid team for a while. And then Joe Madden, they, they go on a 12-game losing streak. Joe Madden gets fired. Mike Trout gets injured. The season's terrible. There's Shohei Otani trade rumors all throughout the trade deadline. He doesn't indeed get traded, but they are 23 and a half games back in the AL West, only ahead of the lowly athletics. Um, the Rangers, who started abysmally in the season, have now have a better record than the Angels. So we are definitely right to not pick the Angels, but we picked the Guardians. Now, as arguable as it is that it might be one of the worst team mascots and team names in the league, um, they're a great, they're a fun baseball team. They're a young they baseball team the and they can smack that ball around the ballpark. They are one game out of the Minnesota twins and the AL central um, only one game ahead of the white Sox, So it's a three headed monster in that division. Um, I don't know if you want to call it a monster. All those teams are not, I mean, they're decent. They're, they're going to be fun teams, but I don't, I don't, I don't think any of these teams are going to make a run in the playoffs. I can see them winning a series, but I, I do not see any of these teams getting past um, the divisional series. Um, but for them to win the division would be huge for a young Cleveland team and guarantee them a spot, uh, guarantee them home games in the playoffs, let her not. So this, this poses me to ask, a different question out of those three teams now in the AL central, as, as we have, we're nearing 50 games left in the regular season out of those three teams um, coming out of the trade deadline. We highlighted the twins as making very savvy moves out of the deadline um, out of the twins, guardians and white Sox. out of those teams. Who do you think um, is going to pull away and, and win this division? I don't know. I, I feel like it's got to be the Twins. I mean, their star power is just incredible. I I think we've talked about this before, but when Byron Buxton's on the field, like people have made arguments that he's easily a top five player, and some even call him better than that. And they have Carlos Correa, who I mean, despite how I feel about him, he's pretty decent. Um, <laughs> but like when you have two all stars like that, I, I just think that goes a long way. And honestly, like. Yeah, the I do think the Guardians and the White Sox are deeper teams, and they might they they might have more success in a long playoff run potentially if they can get past the first round. But like as far as for the rest of the season, I, I don't know. I, regular season always like I tend to favor the teams with star power because th- those are the teams who kind of like come in and are consistent uh, throughout and. I mean, depth is all great, but, like, with two months left, I really do think it's going to go to the team with the best talent, and I do think that's the Twins right now. Um, I just don't think – even though the Guardians have JoJo Ramirez, obviously, I I just don't think um, the supporting cast is necessarily good enough uh, to to make their – well, honestly, I I mean, maybe they'll make their way into the playoffs, but – I'm talking more about like who's going to run away with this division. I just don't see them like piling on wins like I know the Twins can. 
And the White Sox, I mean, I, I don't have anything that I hate about the White Sox. They have a lot of great players. They have um, a really young roster and a really talented pitching staff. But they're just a team that hasn't done it this year. And I, I think they're going to have to turn a huge corner to be able to be the team that they want to be. I, um, I, I mean, on paper, I think at the start of the season, we all like the White Sox. But I just... At this point in the year, I just don't think the confidence is there. And I think all the confidence is in Minnesota right now. And that pushes uh, that momentum is going to push them forward um, into potentially pulling away with this division. Yeah, I, I love your argument with firepower and stardom on the team that carries you through um, a September stretch to end the season and an October run in the playoffs. It also um, keeps fans at the ballpark. Yes, yes, I totally agree. Um, and in those colder bar parks in Chicago, Minnesota, Cleveland, in that Midwest, um, that in the northern part of the country, um, north central part of the country, um, it's going to be cold. It, the weather is going to get colder. Um, and I think more and more of those divisional games will come down to pitching. And for that reason – I'm going with the White Sox. I think you you lined it up perfectly for me. Um, between Dylan Cease, Lucas Gilito, Lance Lynn, Michael Kopech, and Johnny Cueto as their fifth, that is one of the, the best top five starting rotations in the league. They now have a healthy Eloy Jimenez. Um, Johan Mokata is still a fun young player. Jose Abreu still hits bombs. Um, and Luis Robert is one of the most exciting center fielders, if not arguably the, besides Mike Trout, one of the best center fielders in the game right now. Um, and in a closer with it, with Liam Hendricks and, and a setup guy and Kendall Graveman, um, this team, I mean, it lacks in the bullpen and the twins made great bullpen moves and bringing in Jorge Lopez from the Orioles to be their closer and Michael Fulmer from the Tigers to be a great relief guy for them to, to back up uh, Johan Durant, Duran, who's, if you've watched him pitch field, have you watched Johan? He's incredible. Yeah, yeah he's I, awesome. I mean, he's got he's lights so out awesome. stuff. The, but throws like, I, I mean, his stuff just looks like 120. Like, it just, yeah. he's got some heaters. It's in, it's incredible. Um, he lives up there at like I, one you took the twins i'm gonna take the white Sox. I, i'm not confident in any of these teams and i feel like we're just disrespecting our our early season cleveland guardians hope that we had in them um yeah. but they're they're a little too young i, I don't think they they're are. ready um i think they get timely hits but i think this team even their pitching staff is is very young um but they're deep and they're hungry and they're they're playing at and Francona is still their manager, great manager. Um, you you know it better than I do. Um, longtime Red Sox manager. So, uh, or am I wrong? Did did he step out? Is he retired now? I could be no, wrong. Man. No, he's still manager. I think for now. I, I know he had some health problems last year, but he's managing this year at least. Okay. I, I don't know when he's going to retire, but it seems like this might be one of his last years. But yeah. yeah he's still and- there. They're playing for him. I mean, he he's battling health, but still managing. Uh, you know what? I love uh, Tristan McKenzie. I, like, I, they have a great future in that rotation with guys like that. Yeah, I don't want to take the White Sox and uh, what Tony Larusa. I don't want to take. I'm going to take 
Francona. Um, yeah. I, I think you should never let him go. And But despite uh, all of our talk on the White, White Sox and t- Twins, I'm taking Cleveland. Who cares? Throw it out there. JoJo will lead him to the promised land. Um, and when we talk about Sarge, JoJo Ramirez um, is the best player on any three of these teams. So without a doubt, he's better than Buxton um, because Buxton is has his injury problems and he doesn't nearly hit for the average that Jose does. And, uh, and Man, he, he, just, does. he just doesn't hasn't done it nearly as long. Um, and, and Jose's having an incredible all-star year as well. Um, so between the two of them, you can make an argument. But I'm going with Cleveland. Um, Stephen Kwan, uh, so many young, exciting players on this team. So you know what? And you're right. Tristan McKinney, absolute beast of a, of a starting pitcher, and he's only like 24 years old. So let, let's go. You know what? Let's go Cleveland. I don't hate it. And Shane Bieber is still there, uh, so they they got something. Yeah. I was actually really surprised by Cleveland. They got rid of Franmil Reyes on the waivers. Like, he's just gone. Yeah. He was picked up really quickly. I forget who by. Was it the Mariners or, like, I don't know. It was competing. Oh, no. it It wasn't a competing team. He got picked up by the Cubs today. Yeah. I mean, that's not a team. That's a team that can give somebody a chance, but they're terrible. Um But between Stephen Kwan, Ahmed Rosario, um, Andres Jimenez at second, Jose Ramirez, as I said before, Owen Owen Miller, um, and they just called up a guy named Will Benson who was hitting close to 350 at AAA. Um, So, I mean, that was the outfielder they called out and let Fran Mil Reyes go for. So this team's exciting, um, and they they won't back down from anybody. They're too young to know any better. So I'm going to go with Cleveland because um, the White Sox have been pressing. They started slow. They've been pressing a long time. Um, and they might tire. I think they're the best team, uh, but there's just been something off with the White Sox all year. Um, so, you know what? I'll go with Cleveland. I don't hate it. But now to finish the show, we get to talk about our Yankees and Red Sox more in depth. Um, Beal, do you want to lead? Do you want to get it over with first? Or do you? Yeah. Need to... Okay. Please um, this take is, the floor. This, would, this is what I have to say about the Red Sox. They won two games against the Astros. Good job. And then they lost three games against the Royals. That sucks. But, but, on the week, we we're three and four, which is almost 500. Almost to, good enough to name a player of the week, because... which which is almost good enough to keep us at five hundred on the year. Um, yeah, no, the the Red Sox suck. I am really upset, but it is what it is. We're in a difficult part of the summer. Um, we don't have the players that we should have right now. There's a lot of injuries going on. As I said a couple of weeks ago, I blame the trainers. I'm calling for their heads. They should be fired. I don't care, but they just aren't doing their jobs, and people are getting hurt. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know what you do. Like you're, you lose Yavaldi for who knows how long. You lose Waka. You lose Chris Sale as soon as he comes back, and you lose Devers for a time. You lose Bogey, JD, everybody. Verdugo has just not been the same hitter that he was at the start of the year. 
Um, you bring in Hosmer, he's been actually really good. Tommy Pham's been good. They've both been like an energy um, boost to the team. And, and they're huge parts of us winning the three games that the, we won this week. But it's just not enough. There's not enough players on the field. And like, I, I just think that it's going to be too little, too late. I would be, I would not be surprised at all if we had like an incredible September where the Red Sox win like 20 games or something like that and like barely are out of the playoffs or something like that. It, it just feels like this season is leading up to players coming back and at the end of the day, it's just going to be too little, too late and there's nothing you can do about that. You kind of just have to see it out and the most painful part about it is if the Red Sox don't make the postseason, then I mean, they're in ultimate sale mode. So, I mean, everyone's gone next year. So, it's just getting worse. So, I mean, that's that's what we Red Sox fans have to look forward to. Um, I am sorry to be a downer, but it, it just is what it is. There's not really a great way to look at it unless if they just start winning right now. Yeah. Uh, we, If you haven't forgotten, uh, do you feel um, – do you feel any sort of way about – putting on a Yankee shirt and, and posting a picture about in one? I, I don't know. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, okay. I, I think the Red Sox are still going to make the playoffs. I'm lowering my expectations for myself. That's tough for me. I am confident that I will not have to put a Red Sox um, shirt on and take a picture in it because they, uh, they are not going to make the postseason. They, they suck. <laughs> I mean, you said it yourself. Um, but, you know, next week that could change. Um, and we'll get – I'll take the floor here for a, a couple minutes because I don't want to talk to the Yankees any longer than you just talked for the Red Sox, which I think was was probably only like two minutes. Yep. That's all they deserve. We went one and five this week. Not three and four. We went one and five. We got swept by the Cardinals. We lost – we were – we lost the series by a combined six runs by one run, two runs, and three runs. Um, we took a lead into the eighth inning. Uh, we were down one into the eighth inning and, and this bullpen this week blew two leads going into the eighth inning or later, um, which we have been locked down all season. Clay Holmes and Wandy Peralta looks like shells of themselves right now. There's a lot of bad juju going on in this team. And I, I cannot, I, it's the Jordan Montgomery curse. I, I, He's a great locker room guy, great Yankee, um, and trading him away and then playing against him and him shutting us out on on uh, Saturday night. Before, on last week's episode, um, I had said I wanted Jordan Montgomery to throw a no-hitter against us. Uh, I, I would have been happy with that. Uh, we got what we, we deserved. Uh, I mean, the team did not hit him well at all, obviously. Didn't put a, a single run on, on the board. Um, and, and they just – seemed to sleepwalk everybody else other than DJ, DJ LeMayu and Aaron judge um, judge didn't really get to bat. Every time there was a, a key moment in the game, they intentionally walked judge, uh, which was smart on the Cardinals part. Uh, but without Rizzo behind him, without Stan behind him, um, there was no, no fear from the other manager to just walk him. And, and Carpenter has been incredible this year, but Carpenter is not Aaron judge. Um, and he doesn't with how hot Rizzo was. I mean, 
we're fine. It's a dog days of August. In summary, we're fine. We're a talented team. We've been, we've had a chance to win pretty much every single game except for one game against the Mariners um, when Luis Castillo was on the mound. Um, but Frankie Montas, not a great uh, debut for us. Um, pretty terrible debut for us, actually. Um, three innings and six runs. That's not that's not what you like to see out of your starter, but. Um, Welcome to Pinstripes. I hope uh, I hope you know you kind of shrug shrug this off your shoulders, and uh, yeah, um, can't wait to see what you can do in the playoffs um, and down the stretch. But coming up to next week, we'll make our predictions, and then we'll be out of here, Beal. Uh, don't you worry. I know you don't you don't want to uh, talk about the Red Sox any longer than you have to. Um, I don't. I really don't. They suck. Yeah. Actually, I will talk about the Red Sox for a little bit because there's something that uh, was pretty awesome that happened today. Okay, yeah. Please share. Marcelo, Marcelo Meyer, the fourth overall pick last year in the draft, and Blaze Jordan, um, the fourth round pick by the Red Sox, I think. He was a projected like top 30th pick, and he just kept falling. Um, but yeah, the two of them were just called up to uh, single A Greenville today. So Greenville, uh, South Carolina is where the Greenville Drive play for the Boston Red Sox. And I will uh, make an effort to probably go see a game now because I get to see Marcelo Meyer, Blaze Jordan, and Nick York, like three of the top prospects. Well, Blaze isn't really up there quite yet, but he's been hitting really well this year. Um but between York and Marcelo Meyer, those are two of the top five. And Blaze is right around, I think, 15 right now. So some of the top prospects in the Red Sox system uh, have been called up. So that's always exciting news. And, I mean, being that both of them are still only 18 or 19 years old, uh, that's, that's a pretty quick progression through the minors. They're already in single-A ball. So um, we can probably expect to see them in Portland next year and triple-A the following year. So... Um, and I, I don't know, who knows if they go a little faster, maybe they're in Boston before they're 22. Uh, that's a stretch and that's a very hopeful of you. I'm hey, not... Rafi, Rafi was in Boston at 20. Yeah. And he's going to be out of Boston by the time he's 26. Oh, that is terrible. You should take that back. I I'm sorry, but you said it yourself. They're going to be sellers if they, we're not, we're not, they, they, they we're do. not talking. We're not talking about All right. All right. This is, this is some bullshit. I'll get on. I to... was blindsided by that. All right. I, I apologize. <laughs> I apologize for that, for that blindside, but, but really, I mean, Hein Bloom and the Red Sox front office have got, it's got to pay somebody. You can't let Mookie Betts, Xander and Devers walk in five years. All within a span of five years. You can't, you can't let Mookie walk and not re-sign the guys that you let Mookie walk for. Like, the pitch was let Mookie walk so we could re-sign guys when we want to. Uh, but you're not doing that. So, anyways, this sucks to talk about, but yeah, I mean, back, sign them. back then you had David Price's contract. You had, you had a couple, like, not-so-great contracts on the book. So, so it made yeah. sense. It made sense. You you could get away with it then, um, right. to the to the fans. It made sense to you as a fan. You know we didn't we didn't really yeah, have the, the money. Sense. Yeah, it made we're not going to compete in a while. This is a, a way for us to reboot. Now you have two 
pillars, um, Devers and Bogarts are still going to be excellent players, at least for the next five years, at least for the next five years. Um, so you got to lock them down. Uh, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, but beside that, the Yankees now continuing their road trip, um, a terrible start to the road trip after getting swept in St. Louis. They had back, they head to Seattle to face the Mariners again for the, for the second time in a matter of a week, another three game series against them. Hopefully we get some revenge in Seattle. So I'm going to say we take two of three in Seattle somehow, some way. Then it's a weekend city and weekend. It's a week. It's a weekend series in Boston. This, this series will either be the end of the Red Sox season and the end of the Red Sox hope of the, or the start of something absolutely beautiful for the Red Sox. Yeah. I'll tell it for you right now. And you know, with the way the Yankees and the Red Sox have been in the last decade with the Red Sox pretty much dominating this division for the last decade, them and the Rays um, and the Yankees kind of being like, we, we have the biggest payroll and, and we're, I mean, we've become, the Yankees have become kind of the joke of the division in a, in a way. Um, you can make an argument for it. Um, we're like the Pied Piper. We say every year that we're the favorite, and then we end up second every year. We're not in the wild card. Maybe we'll make a run, but we're always very good, uh, but just not good enough. Um, and you know what? This year is different. This year is different. We're going to go into Boston. We're going to take two or three in Boston as well. We're going to take two series wins, even without Rizzo, even without Stanton, um, even without Severino, um, a banged up squad. We're going to roll in there um, and we're going to, we're going to come up. The, it's going to be a packed at Fenway Park as, as it always is when it's Yankees, Red Sox, it's going to be loud. It's going to be a playoff atmosphere. Um, and I cannot wait for Frankie Matas to put on a show. I can't wait for Tyone and Nestor to, to have gritty performances. Um, and the Yankees go four and two this week. I say it here. Um, there's just too much bad baseball going on in the Red Sox. I hope. I'm saying this in hope because if the Red Sox take this series, um, the Yankees win game one and then the Red Sox win both weekend games and, and they win them decisively. Even if they win them, period, this could be the catapult to the Red Sox season, and this could be an awful last 50 games for me as a Yankees fan. For any Yankees fan out there, this could be our worst nightmare. Um, so we better hope that I I don't know what's going to happen, but I just hope Andrew Benintendi gets some sort of – of revenge on the Red Sox this weekend for giving up on him and sending him to the lowly Royals and welcome back to Boston, Andrew Benintendi. Beal, please take the floor. Well, I mean, about that, I would just like to point out that Andrew Benintendi has not done a very good job on getting any sort of revenge, but I mean, we'll see what he does when he comes to Boston. He hasn't had a chance yet. Yeah, but, like, he's had his chances to, like, do something. Like, 
he's gotten at bats. Yeah, he's, he's like three for he's like three for twenty five with ten walks with yeah. us so far. Not good. No, but it's not good. He's due. He's due. Okay. How about that? I, I just wanted to point that out. Um, but yeah, the Red Sox have a really tough schedule this week between the Braves and the Yankees. Um, fortunately, we have two rest days: Monday and. There, no, wait, no, we don't. Never mind. We no, no, we don't play you guys until Friday. So no, we 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 play yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a two game series against the Braves, like interleague games are. So we only have them tomorrow and Wednesday, and then we have an hour off day on Thursday, off day today, and then the Yankees three games for the weekend. So five games this week um, makes me feel like we might be able to win three. It. I hope that's not stretching it, but um. But, yeah, I don't know. Let's take three and see where we can go from there. Uh, honestly, I, I'd be fine if we got, uh, you know, two-game sweep against us by the Braves and we won three games against the Yankees. That would make me really happy. Um, so, yeah. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. Yeah. Uh, let's just, you know, let's uh, let's see where we're at, Boston. Let's, let's not get too giddy or too excited or too down. Let's just see where we're at. Let's let's let things happen and see where we're at, and that's all I got to say. All right, we'll see where we're at. So, what is your prediction for this week? You only have five games. Which I, I said uh, we're sweeping the Yankees and we're getting swept by the Braves. Oh, three and two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. We're winning three games. All right, sweeping yeah. the Yankees. That's a bold take. Yeah, if, I mean, if you, guys if you do that, if you do that, Bill, I might as well just put on the the. Uh, Whoever's jersey you want, I'll, I'll put on the Jeff Devers jersey and post the picture right now. Because if we get swept this weekend, uh, the Red Sox are making the playoffs and the Yankees aren't doing anything this year. Um, but this Yankees team will not do that. We will not get swept against the Red Sox in Boston. We'll see. I'm putting my foot down. It's not happening. And if it does, my heart's about to be ripped out in August. And you know what? That's better than a heart getting ripped out in October. So... I'll take it. Um, but we have much better chance of sweeping the Red Sox than you do sweeping us. Um, have fun with Duran and center field or any field that He's is much better than Harrison Bader. Yeah. Well, Harrison Bader with plantar fasciitis, um, and yeah. a foot injury that's going to keep him out for another couple weeks. Yes. That's my point. Yes. A healthy Duran is better than that, but he's not better than most most outfielders out there. Beal, it's been an honor, as always. Um, we're down in the dumps, and we got another episode coming out later in this week about the art of losing um, and the art of fan acceptance. Not acceptance, but how to live with losing. Um, so if you're a fan in need, um, please tune in to our, to our uh, later episode coming out um, later this week. So uh, – Without further ado, that uh, that does it for us. We love you guys. Um, have a great, great rest of the week. Enjoy your sunsets, your sunrises, um, your brunches, and your lunners. You know we love our food here on the podcast. Um, yeah, that does it for for me. For me, Beal, I cannot wait to see some Benintendi revenge. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I know Yankee fans are just thirsting for that because of Whitlock and Uvalde and all the great Yankees that have, all the great Red Sox that were once Yankees. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like 
it is what it is. Benintendi is nowhere near Uvalde or Whitlock. I, I mean, it's just we won already. So I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think I just want to leave it at that. The Red Sox have won.